London has over 300 million square feet of office space, mostly concentrated within zones one to two. And this concentration brings a wide variety of people from all different directions into the center, creating communities and culture which completely change or even disappear when workers go back home for the evenings and weekends. When COVID-19 appeared in the UK and the government ordered a nationwide lockdown, we saw a rapid increase in the number of people who are now working remotely from home or abroad. Officers shut their doors and turned out the lights, and without the people coming into the office every day, the communities and culture that relied on them for survival disappeared altogether. Our guest today is an engineer who for the last decade has been working almost exclusively within the commercial office sector, and is experiencing firsthand the challenges and changes that are being caused by this pandemic. This is Engineering Insights by Elementor. I'm Patrick Matheson, and today I'm speaking with Ronan Pickett. Ronan is an Associate Principal at Elementor and has been an electrical engineer for 15 years. He's worked on a number of large-scale projects from high-rises to heritage renovations, including the renovation of Bracken House for the Financial Times, and provides feasibility advice to many Bluetooth clients within the City of London. He's here to give us an insight into how organisations are reimagining the future of office culture and layout here in London and the surrounding area. Welcome Ronan and thank you for joining us. Pleasure, Patrick. Thanks for having me. So, Ronan, you've worked on many large-scale and diverse projects here in London. Can you give us an example of one that provided some challenges in a pre-COVID world? I think it, there's many similarities across a lot of uh, the commercial projects we've been involved in where occupiers are looking to have a flexible working space that offers them maximum return on their, their, their rent where they want to host town hall environments where they max pack do an all hands meeting with every member of staff in a pretty condensed area but they also want to get as many people onto the floor plate as possible to get that value back out of the rent uh, which can be challenging from a services perspective in terms of fresh air delivery you know tight concentrations of people it can be difficult to make sure we maintain good air qualities in, in those spaces. Um, one, one example was where we worked on a project for, for ASOS with a customer call centre in Leavesden. Being a customer call centre, they, they did really want to maximise the amount of people on the floor plates. They had metre-long desks. The occupational density was somewhere in the region of one to four and a half people per square metre, so probably about half of what you would typically occupy a floor plate. So very, very dense, uh, which again would lead to challenges in terms of fresh air provision onto the floor plate, making sure we were maintaining a good air quality internally within the space. Um, and that's commonplace across all different sectors of all different uh, occupier types from, from legal fit-outs to uh, corporate occupiers. So very, very commonplace. Yeah, it sounds like that definitely would not fit into our two-metre social distancing uh, requirements. Certainly would be a challenge. Yeah, Okay, so then the pandemic arrived and has made concepts like social distancing, air filtration and high levels of cleanliness far more important than they ever were before. How has this changed things? Have client priorities changed? And what are some of the strategies that you and other industry peers are employing to deal with these changes? So again, we're seeing a common theme across both occupier side of things and also from a landlord's perspective. Um, looking at the, the journey and the user experience into into the office environment, we definitely want to breed a level of confidence to um, make sure that people feel safe coming to work. I know that certainly some of the clients we've been working with have been looking at, at the touchless entry route for occup occupants and their employees. Yep. 
how do they get into the office floor plate without having to touch handles multiple times, which then leads to the pinch points within the building centered around probably lifts, the stair cores, um, your WC provisions, and, and also from a services perspective, then the fresh air provision, which is, is one of the primary enablers to breed a level of confidence back to, to the staff of, of a particular organization to be able to come back to the office. Do you have a particular thought process that you go through to help you evaluate a space when you go into uh, embark on a new project? For me, I think it's about really getting into the, the shoe of the occupier and, and really understanding uh, their organization and how they run their business to really tease out what their key drivers are and what their key requirements are of any space that we then use and build upon to go and evaluate different properties for them. We draw on you know, not only our experience in the commercial office sector, but also across multiple industries in terms of higher education, hotel and leisure, and certainly more recently, the, the healthcare industry, which is certainly leading the way in terms of research and best practice from, from a, a fresh air provision in terms of treating and making sure that there's a safe space for people to occupy. So every space is different and how every occupier wants that space to react to them is, is different. Uh, I think the key for us is definitely really getting to know that business like the back of our hand and how they occupy what their key drivers are, like I touched on before, and maximizing the benefit of, of their space provision and their service provision to that space to, to best suit them. Great. So one of the main issues, I guess, that um, COVID has will, will have affected clients is a reduced occupancy. Now, have ideas like reduced occupancy, have they affected the client's decisions at all um, or the way we work? I think there's been a mixed reaction out there uh, at the moment in terms of the reaction to the reduced occupancy, different work practices. I think a lot of it will come down to the activities that are generally done by different organisations, so creative type organisations, you know, collaboration is key for them, getting people around the table as best they can, obviously socially distanced, to share ideas, go through tr- troubleshoot. I know certainly in our own organisation, having worked in the office over the, during the lockdown period and post-lockdown and, and seeing more people come in there, have that knowledge share and, and be able to just have off-the-cuff conversations with people. Oh, this is a problem that I've got, you know, what are your thoughts and just work through it that way is, has been invaluable. I think for organisations that have more of a desk-based activity, you know, the working from home practices has probably opened up their eyes to actually they can deliver a, an efficient product or can work efficiently, not being in the office all day, every day. And I think for me, certainly it looks like it would be probably a mix between a home working life and, and an office-based environment to get the, really the maximum benefit from, from the office environment and working closely with colleagues and collaboration side of things. There's also obviously wider impacts to that with, with reduced numbers coming into the city. And we've seen it over the past six months, the impact it has onto the local retail market, you know, the industries that, that um, certainly rely on the workforce to be within, certainly in London, you know, restaurant facilities, entertainment industry you know has a significant impact to those businesses the wider impact it will have in terms of existing uh, ground floor retail spaces and what they become utilized it was a key focus on commercial developments to have a an element of retail and to activate that ground floor area and that space and create a vibe and a hub around it Um, and that will be one of the emerging trends i'll be excited to see what happens on that space Okay, so considering that, considering that a lot of companies have reduced occupancy or people are working from home, um, people need to give everyone more space uh, per person within the office, 
Do you think that we'll see a shift away from cities uh, and into more regional or out-of-town hubs and business parks where, in general, rents would be cheaper, there's a greater opportunity for more space per person? So we've definitely seen that in central London with a reduced footfall uh, into the city. Um, I I do see that probably some of the larger organisations are going to look to... um, diversify their occupational strategies to have more of a regional focus um, that would allow for more space, uh, reduced rent, um, and maybe potentially easier access for some of the staff members, and then using central London as a a client-facing hub. Okay, so let's uh, take a different tack just slightly. Can you give us an example of how your work as a building services engineer is changing in the projects that you're currently working on? So we've definitely seen a shift in thought process of more emphasis coming onto system selection in the office space to minimize that recirculation element from, from a ventilation perspective. So trying to minimize that risk and make buildings as pandemic ready as possible. The traditional office environment in London is a four-part plan call system. You know, we're certainly evaluating spaces where having the potential to introduce something like a chilled beam. Um, not only does it have or thermal enhancements over a fan coil system, but also minimizes that recirculation element. Um, the other area we're seeing a, a shift on is certainly focus on the ventilation systems in terms of what is the fresh air delivery rate that we're providing to spaces and looking to enhance that over current practices. And also within the air handling units themselves, looking at levels of filtration. Uh, do we start looking at UV filtration, different types of systems to kill off any future pandemic with, within the air handling or the airstream coming into the space? And definitely seen a significant shift away from any recirculation back at the, at the main air handling systems. And then the final point is, is really looking to the future and it's something we've always been striving to do at Elementa is as the air quality within our cities improves, is how can we maximise and leverage uh, natural ventilation strategies? You know, can we make up windows openable? Can we use them to ventilate spaces? Um, and for the future, we certainly see that. I've always seen that as a, as a viable option. How do you think that the London workplace sector is faring so far through the pandemic? From what we've seen to, to date over the past kind of six months or so is is still relatively buoyant. You know, still a lot of activity in the marketplace. There's there's definitely a change in, in occupational needs, but change is always going to need um, lead to to projects happening. There's no we haven't really seen a significant slowdown in the sector, and it certainly presents an opportunity for us um, and and certainly landlords and occupiers alike. Yeah, have you seen, uh, has there been a shift in the relationship between landlords and their tenants at all? I think it depends on, on the landlord themselves. Um, so there's obviously the, the, the landlords out there who have always put the tenants at the forefront of their decision and a thought process, which that, that relationship is, is very open and um, communication is really good between landlord and tenant. But there are certain developers and landlords out there who would, look to just maximise their return on investment. And I certainly see that that relationship will shift as we go forward, that the mindset will move towards the occupier more to make sure that they feel safe and comfortable coming back into a building and and trying to make it as attractive to an occupier to come back and occupy. Okay, so one final question for you, Ronan. With all these changes and restrictions, what is the future of the office? Are we seeing the end of office culture? There's been a lot of debate over the last six months about whether or not the office is dead or not. Uh, I certainly am one who thinks that it's not and has a very, very valuable role to play in society to as an act and as an enabler for collaboration, you know, creative spaces 
be able to bring people together and, and create an identity around an organization. Um, a lot of people feel isolated working from home continuously and they don't feel connected with that business. Uh, they don't feel like they belong uh, as part of an organization. They feel like they're working for an organization. So I certainly see that office environment as that's the, the enabler to bring that company spirit back to give more job satisfaction. So I think it's been demonstrated that the, the office has definitely played a pivotal role in society. And I think certainly going forward into the future, it's going to continue to do so. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do subscribe, rate and leave a review. If you'd like to hear more from our guests or today's topic, check out the show notes and you'll also see how to reach us on all the socials. This has been Engineering Insights by Elementor. Thanks for listening.